good morning. How's everyone doing this morning? Are you warm? A little bit? It's cold out there, isn't it? You know, everybody that's watching online, you're really smart this morning. You stayed home where it was nice and warm. Um, I, I wish I was there with you. Um, hey, it's, uh, it's Valentine's weekend, or as I've seen all over Facebook, it's Single Awareness Weekend. Um, you know, um, but you know what that means? Is that we need to share the love with everybody, right? So look at the person to your left, look at the person to your right, and tell them that you love them this morning. Now, now that may seem awkward. We laugh and we get a little crazy about it, but isn't that what we're supposed to do? You see, the Bible says this. The Bible says we're to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our strength, with all of our might, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. And if we truly live that out, then we shouldn't be ashamed to look to our neighbor to the left or to the right of us and say we love them this morning. You know, Valentine's, yes, it's a great time. It's a wonderful time of love is in the air. You know, um, we had a great Valentine's banquet on Friday. Um, uh, I've got to talk to my youngest son because I don't know where he got his dance moves, but he's, yes, uh, quite the character. Um, right, Miss Bateman? Yes. Um, he asked Miss Bateman to dance. And so we'll just leave it there. Um, yeah, so, so um, but you know, love is in the air. Love is all around. You know, it's kind of a cruise theme song or something like that. You know, love, we see it everywhere. We have fairy tales. You know, I'm a big Disney fan. I got married at Disney, so I kind of lived out that fairy tale wedding type thing, you know. But, you know, it's in all the movies, Disney, like, portrays this the perfect love that you're going to find your prince. You're going to find your princess. And, you know, Cinderella looks out the window and looks and sees the castle and starts singing. And the birds come in and they start doing all their thing and Snow White's in the forest and all the deer and stuff start galloping around her as she's singing looking for her prince and, and Sleeping Beauty. She's singing, I once knew you once upon a dream and the animals get dressed up and she's dancing with them and then a prince comes in and it just sweeps you off your feet and you're like, oh yes. Most girls are like, yes, that's exactly what I want to happen. That's how love is supposed to be. It's a fairy tale, isn't it? Oh, but only if it were that easy, right? But love goes much deeper than that. And I know we live in this world of fairy tales, so I thought this morning that I would share, I wrote a fairy tale for you, and I'm going to read it to you this morning. So once upon a time, in a land far and near, there lived a couple that thought they knew what true love was. One was named chemistry, and the other's name was attraction. Attraction was drawn to chemistry by the way he looked, the muscles rippling across his body. She just couldn't help herself to, to be to drawn in. And attraction, well, I was there. she couldn't help. And then when attraction approached chemistry to, for the first time, he knew that it was instant love with her because the sparkle in her eye and the, the feelings he got all inside and how he tingled inside because of it made him feel and he just knew this had to be love. And it was in that very moment that they knew this must be true love, or so they thought. Chemistry and attraction would go on many dates. They would go to dinner and dances and movies, and attraction just couldn't get over how much she loved chemistry because he always looked so good. And chemistry just couldn't get how much he loved attraction because that sparkle in her eye and the tingling sensation he got all through his body as he got to look into his eyes every day. Well, their relationship continued to grow, and they decided to go a little bit deeper with the relationship, and so they introduced two new aspects of their relationship, physical 
and spiritual. The spiritual side of the relationship, they didn't see eye to eye on much, and so they kind of let that sit to the side. You see, because attraction was head over heels, head over heels by the way chemistry looked, and she decided that without the spiritual side of the relationship, she might lose that with chemistry, and so she wasn't, didn't want to ruin that, so she let the spiritual side slip. Well, in chemistry, of course, wasn't comfortable with the feelings he felt inside talking about spiritual things, so he, he decided to ignore that part altogether of the relationship as well. Ah, but they both really enjoyed the physical side of the relationship. And this is what they decided to focus on. They enjoyed the, each other's company so much that one day they thought, hey, why not? It's, that's a, it's, why are we spending so much time apart? We should spend every waking moment together, any time of the day. And so they decided to move in with each other. Now, growing up, they learned that they shouldn't take this step until they were committed to each other in marriage, but they knew that they were in love, so they just ignored the teachings altogether. Well, by ignoring the upbringings, they, were, they started to compromise on the spiritual side of the relationship and the focus so solely on the, the physical that they failed to see the path that they were walking was slowly leading them into a place of destruction. In the months to come, the physical relationship started to fizzle out. And when that happened, attraction really didn't think chemistry looked that good anymore. And the feelings started to become mutual as chemistry didn't feel that same tingle inside his body when she, he looked into the eyes of attraction. He couldn't feel or see that sparkle anymore. Well, of course, they knew something was wrong, and they tried to get back to the beginning of their relationship to reignite that physical relationship, hoping that would be the answer to bring back the love they once had. But by then, it was too late. It was gone. They realized by avoiding the spiritual side of the relationship that they missed out on the truest form of what love really is. Oh, the fairy tales. We've grown up. We've watched them. Countless fairy tales over and over again. And we know the stories of how true love is there. And Valentine's, we learn of Cupid and how he shoots his arrow across the air and hits the, hits the man across the room and he looks into the eyes of the woman across the room and they fall in love instantaneously and everything is supposed to happen just to live happily ever after. And that's how supposed love is supposed to be, correct? Right? Ah, but life isn't a Disney fairy tale. It's not. Love takes its truest form in a different place and we have to seek it out. You know, most of the time we try, to, we try to seek it out with our feelings and that chemistry, chemical attraction, chemical feelings inside of our body, and we focus on the physical, and it all comes at the compromise of what love really is. There is one Disney movie that, yes, you'll laugh when you hear, but I'm quite fond of it, The Little Mermaid. But in this movie, the princess compromises her own beliefs, her own things, to try to figure out what love really is. Watch this. Poor unfortunate souls in pain, in need. This one longing to be thinner, that one wants to get the girl, and do I help them? Yes, indeed. Those poor unfortunate souls, so sad, so true. They come flocking to my cauldron, crying, spells, Ursula, please, and I help them. Yes, I do. Now it's happened once or twice. Someone couldn't pay the price, and I'm afraid I had to rake them across the coals. Yes, I've had the odd complaint, 
but of the whole I've been a saint to those poor unfortunate souls. Now, here's the deal. I will make you a potion that will turn you into a human for three days. Got that? Three days. Now listen, this is important. Before the sun sets on the third day, you've got to get dear old Princey to fall in love with you. That is, he's got to kiss you. Not just any kiss. The kiss of true love. If he does kiss you before the sun sets on the third day, you'll remain human permanently. But if he doesn't, you turn back into a mermaid and you belong to me. No, <laughs> Have we got a deal? If I become human, I'll never be with my father or sisters again. Oh, and there is one more thing. We haven't discussed the subject of payment. You can't get something for nothing, you know. But I don't have I'm any. not asking much. Just a token, really, a trifle. You'll never even miss it. What I want from you is... Your voice. My voice? You've got it, sweet cakes. No more talking, singing, zip. But without my voice, how can I... You'll have your looks, your pretty face. And don't underestimate the importance of a body language. Ha! The men up there don't like a lot of blabber. They think a girl who gossips is a bore. Yes, on land it's much preferred for ladies not to say a word. And after all, dear, what is idle prattle for? Come on, they're not all that impressed with conversation. True gentlemen avoid it when they can. But they don't in swoon and fawn on a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who holds her tongue who gets a man. Come on, you poor unfortunate soul. Go ahead. Make your choice. I'm a very busy woman, and I haven't got all day. It won't cost much. Just your voice. Your poor unfortunate soul. It's sad, but true. If you want to cross a bridge, my sweet, you've got to pay the toll. Take a gulp and take a breath and go ahead and sign the scroll. Plot some jets and now I've got her, boys. The boss is on a roll. This poor How many of us have signed a contract to compromise what love is? Couldn't help but thinking every time they say true love, I can't think of help but Princess Bride. True love, marriage, you know, true love, the fairy tale, love's truest kiss. It's such a, uh, there's, there, there's nothing wrong with the chemi chemistry in a relationship or with the attraction. But when that's our sole focus on that and that's where we think that we're going to find love, then we're missing what love really is. We're, we're missing out on the, the most important cornerstone, as that song said, the cornerstone is Christ, and that's where love really comes from, and we don't have that as the foundation of our relationships, and it's based, our foundations on chemistry or attraction or the physical relationship, we're missing out on true love. You see, over the past nine years, I've met with a lot of couples in my office, a lot of couples and done a lot of premarital counseling and, 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 you know, when couples come to me and their marriage is in a state of chaos, the majority of the time that it's is because they can trace back the beginning of the relationship, focus so much on chemistry, attraction, 
and the physical side of the relationship rather than the spiritual level. When this happens, the couples, most a lot of times, the percentages would show that they end in divorce. And then on a few occasions, couples are willing to, to rewind, step back, reset the cornerstone in their relationship on what love really is and putting God there and their, love, their marriage will be continued. The Bible clearly states the criteria that we should use when forming relationships. This doesn't just apply to the dating relationship. This applies to the casual friendships that we should have and the people that we should allow in our lives. The Bible lays that out. And the, the, the lesson of love is, is it's much deeper than just finding a boyfriend or a girlfriend, that future wife, that future husband. The, the, the love is supposed to be shared with everyone. It's supposed to be shared with love your neighbor as yourself, loving your neighbors. And so it applies to all relationships. So how do we find those relationships that we're supposed to be in with true love? Well, the Bible says this in 2 Corinthians 6.14. It says, do not be yoked together with unbelievers. Now, that seems a little confusing because, well, yes, as believers in, in Jesus Christ, we want to reach our world. We want to reach our community. Well, yes, we want to do that. We want to associate with people that don't necessarily believe the same way, but we need to put proper boundaries in place with those things. We don't go into a full-out loving-on relationship with them um, unless there's proper boundaries there. It says, For what, what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? You see, we want to find out what it means to be yoked. The word yoked means that we'll be linked together with. We will be linked with people that are in the same type of beliefs or core values and relationships they have as, as, as us. You see, when we set our lives on a set of core values and we, we, we try to compromise those value systems, what it will do is it can cause destruction. Yes, it worked out for Ariel and in, in, in the Little Mermaid that she gets to marry Prince Eric in, at the end of the fairy tale. It always works out that way. But did you see the cost that she was leaving because of compromising that love relationship? What she was truly going after was true love. She was throwing away the relationships with her parent, with her father, her sisters. She even had that small, still voice in the background trying to tell her no, not to do it through the voice of Sebastian and Flounder. We get those little voices that are the little warning signs that go off in our mind that will tell us, hey, whoa, hold on, put on the brakes. But yet we want to pursue true love with what we think true love is, and then we just charge forward, willing to sign the contract that will compromise what love really is. How do you know when you're entering into a relationship with somebody that's not linked with your relationship? What are some of the warning signs we should look out for? Well, one, your relationship with that person always turns away from conversations of God. If God is the core value for, your, for you and your belief system, and you are in a relationship with people that always are taking you away from that conversation anytime you bring up God, that's a warning sign that you're not equally yoked with that person. Maybe you're hanging around a person that doesn't have any clear convictions. They have no core values. They have no idea of what maybe right or wrong is, and they just go with what they feel, with the emotion of what it is they're feeling. That's a warning sign. That person that you're trying to build a relationship with hangs around a lot of other people that will com compromise what it means to really serve God. And this is one that's really important because this falls into the category, even if we call ourselves Christians, that we have to be aware of, is that a person will claim to believe in God 
but their actions never back it up. This is scary. Because we can say we believe in God, and yet we can start going into the diving into the Word, and we can start looking at the Word, but yet we can compromise what God's Word is when we want to apply it to the way we think it should apply to our lives if we're not really seeking first God. You see, because it says this in James 2, 19, it says, you believe that there is, a, there is one God? Well, good. Even demons believe and shudder. You know, Satan himself believes in God. Satan himself knows the scriptures, and he knows how to twist them in the minds of people. And, and if we don't live out our faith and live out our actions with God in the way that, that he is drawing us to, we can fall into that trap of just being somebody that believes and not living out. So how do we find these relationships that are equally yoked with, how we can be linked with? Well, you do this by living out the theme that Salem Fields is following this entire year. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. He didn't say just some things. He said all these things. And in that is the relationships. And in that, when you seek God first, he'll put the right people in your path at the right time to have the right relationships with. Now, I said earlier we had a Valentine banquet on Friday night, and it was wonderful. We had a great time. Some couples were there. We had a newly engaged couple who's here with us this morning. It was great. We went around the room, and they shared their stories, and I told them that I couldn't share my story because I, they had to come this weekend to hear my story. And then I'm going to share you with my story about how I was, I was no different than anybody else prior to 1998. Seeking a relationship with a girl was just, that was what it was, you know, had to be about. I was a Marine. Oh, yeah, you had to have the right girlfriend, all that stuff. I was just no different. 1998, I'm in Kuwait, and I start seeking God first. And God started doing a work in my life. A work in my life so deep that it started to do away with some of the old habits that I had. And, and when I came back from our, my deployment in 1998, I got orders to Quantico, Virginia. And I'm like, where is that? I'm an infantry guy. There's nothing there for you. But I knew when I came here that God had a place to call in my life to become a pastor. And so I couldn't be like the rest of my fellow Marines and hitting the bar scene and trying to pick up women and doing all that. I knew, instead, I spent my weekends trying to find a church. So 1999, I set out in February of 1999 trying to find churches. I went to Woodbridge. I went to Dumfries, Triangle, Stafford. Ended up here in Fredericksburg, Virginia in March of 2000. I found Salem Fields Community Church. I have been here for 15 years this March. And when I did that, I wasn't here seeking out a relationship with anybody other than that with God. Because at the same time, I knew that if I could just focus on God, that God would place the right person in my life for me to be involved with at the right time. He did it a little sooner than I anticipated, but hey, it worked out well. And 15 years ago, I met my, very, I met my best friend when I walked through the doors of Salem Fields Community Church. I remember my first weekend, I walked through. When you walk out this little, into the little lobby and you go through those, like, that double door area, that was the front doors of the building. And I remember I walked up there, and I was greeted by a guy named Bill White. He handed me a party popper, and he said, hey, welcome to Salem Fields. Go on in. And I walked in here, and I was, realized I soon was overdressed. 
And I was like, well, what's this party proper for? Oh, just pay attention. Have, have, have a good time. Have a worship. I've come in. There's all this stuff hanging from the ceiling. I'm like, what's going on? We've really evolved since then. And, um, and so it was Easter. And Buddy gets to the end of the, the message, and he says, hey, we're going to celebrate. This is a time of celebration. And next thing I know, party, party poppers are popping through the room, and balloons are falling from the ceiling. I was like, wow, this place is nuts. <laughs> I'm coming back next week to see what's going on. And so I did. I pulled up to the, pulled up here and I parked and I got up and I got, I came to church a little late. I didn't want to be the first one in the door. And um, I heard the music the week before and I was like, wow, that's amazing. And then I hear this voice as I'm walking through the door and it caught my attention and this, this voice is singing, you are my king. She was singing to me, you are my king. <laughs> no. That's not it at all. But she was singing, You Are My King. It was a song, and I just loved it. It's my favorite worship song now because it reminds me of this moment in my life. And I, I walked into these doors, and I walked in, and I stood right back here in this back row, and I looked up on stage, and I said, Wow, Lord, that's the girl I'm going to marry. And so I sat down, and I, like guys do, I tried to figure out how I'm going to meet her. And um, so I went to membership class. I didn't know she was the pastor's daughter. Um, so I came to membership class, and, well, at that time, Salem Fields was a lot smaller, about 400 people, and I did come to church in my uniform, and um, in, my, in my, the proper uniform to come to church in, in the Marine Corps, and so, she, of course, she noticed me when I came in, and um, so there was a conversation happening that I didn't even know was taking place. And Pastor Gay, at the end of the thing, she's getting to meet everybody, and she says, so, do you date anybody? Are you interested? And I'm like, well, this is, this is weird. This is the pastor's wife asking me this. What's, what's going on? I said, well, no, I'm not interested right now. I'm just here to seek God, and that's, that's, and that's really where I was. I was, was really kind of there. And um, so she went back and conveyed that to, to Jody. And um, so it delayed us meeting by about two months. But I'll never forget, then, on May 13th, 2000, Jody graduated from Liberty University. She used to drive back and forth from Lynchburg every weekend to come and do music. Christian stayed with Buddy and Gay, and she'd come back to see her son and, lead, and, and play in the band and lead music at, at St. Fields Community Church. And, and, um, and so on May 14th, happened to be Mother's Day that year as well, she was walking around the building with a carnation. And... I've already been involved with Salem Fields for about two months now, volunteering and doing different things, and somebody decided for whatever reason, who knows if there was some work going on in the background, I don't know, but I needed to see the building. I've already seen the building, but I'm like, all right. So they walk me down this hallway, and then I run into Jody in the hallway, and a friendship started and formed. In May 21st, 2000, we went on our very first date. In May 21st, 2002, we said, I do. And we got married. It was my best friend. We understood what it was because she was a girl that was seeking God, and I was seeking God, and God aligned that up. And yes, there was physical uh, attraction and, and chemistry that was a place, but it wasn't based on that. It was based on the cornerstone of seeking God first, and that God aligned that up. See, when you do that, God lines up the right people in your life. We have to stop trying to seek out the relationships, but we need to start seeking out God so that he can put the right relationships in our lives. Friendships and relationships. Now, I'm not saying that it all was, was, was perfect. It wasn't a fairy tale. 
We had some troubles in our dating relationship. But yet, because we were both willing to seek God first, God has brought us here together still, ready to, getting ready to celebrate 13 years of marriage. But we're celebrating 15 years of friendship. It doesn't change. The friendships, the relationships we build was based on true love. When we understand what real love, we need to understand what real love is. And real love is knowing what we are and are not and, and understanding the characteristics of God. You're looking for characteristics of God and having those become our core values of our lives is going to help us discover who the relationships we need to be in, with in, in our life. Who the, real, the true relationships come out of. And so we need to know what is love. What is love? Well, here's a list of what love is, and then I'll come back and say what a list of love isn't. And it might show up different. All right, perfect. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is forgiving. Love is honoring of others. Love always protects. Love always trusts. Love rejoices with truth. Love always hopes. Love always perseveres, and love never fails. You know, that's, that holds so true. When I look at my relationship with Jody now, who is my best friend, that I have this relationship that she's always, the love that we've had has been forgiving. It's been honoring. Our love protects one another. It has trust. And it always perseveres. Because we built our love on God, and God is love. 1 John 4, 8 says that God is love. And when you build your relationship on true love, on God, these things hold true. Because when you don't, you start to experience these other things that love is not. And these are some warning signs. If you're in relationships right now and these are, you're facing these things, these are some red flags that you need to be paying attention to. Because this is what love is not. Love is not jealous. Love is not boastful, love is not prideful, love is not, is not self-centered, and love does not easily anger. Love keeps no records of wrongs, and love does not delight in evil. And when you're in relationships that have a lot of these things, these are abusive relationships. This is not what love is. It's the exact opposite of what God says love is, and it's the exact opposite of what God is. See, we, we have a God, we serve a God who's a loving God, who's a just God, who's a patient God. He's a kind God. You see, he's a patient God. He does not force his love upon you. He does not force himself upon you. He knocks and waits for you to open the door for that relationship. And he always is willing to forgive you of your past when you seek him out. And he'll protect you. He's always going to be the hope that you can turn to. And I love this, love never fails. And if love never fails, that means God, God never fails. And he does not. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 says this all clearly. It's the greatest chapter in any book in the Bible that demonstrates what love really is. And it's love is patient, love is kind. Love does not envy, it does not boast, it's not proud, it does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered. It keeps no records of the wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. And love never fails because God never fails. The words of Paul in 1 Corinthians demonstrate the truest character of God. 
All the characteristics wrapped up in God are right there in, the, in, that, in that passage of Scripture. And when we seek first that, the kingdom of God, we seek first God who is love, then we will understand what love really is and we will become equally yoked with the people that we need to be put in our lives and he will allow those paths to cross. How else would a young man from a farming town in Illinois cross paths with his best friend in Virginia? who becomes his wife. How else? It's God. And then God's divine thing and then turn around and seeking him, he lines those things up. Yes, the stars can align when you have God as the center of that. The relationship of love that we should seek first is, is God. That he will help guide us to all those right relationships we have that we need to have in our life. He'll, he will put in your path when you're seeking God first the right relationships on how you're to properly love those that don't believe the same way that you do so you can bear witness to them so they can turn around and really find and discover what love really is, which is God. And then they become equally yoked with you and the, the cycle continues. The path that leads through love is God and is Christ. When you find this in a dating relationship, you build that relationship not on the physical, but on the spiritual truth of seeking God first. This is when you experience true love. And when you experience true love into the dating relationship and then it leads to the marriage, well, that's when the fairy tale will come true. That's when on your wedding days, you stand before God and all your guests and you can stand there and the, and the preacher says to the husband, you may now kiss your bride that's when you, when you built your relationship on that, that's when you can experience love's true kiss. You know, this closing song, I absolutely love this song of what love is this. And it tell, it talk, listen to the words carefully and pay attention to the words on the screen. It demonstrates exactly what love is all about and how much God loves you this morning.
chemistry I know what it is is because she seeks first the kingdom of God and she sings it with all her heart all her passion that's where love comes from it's my best friend see that song says it all it all comes because people willing to accept what Jesus did on the cross for us allow him to be the cornerstone of your relationship allow him to be this cornerstone of your life to experience what love really is Boy, we're missing out. We're missing out. And pay attention to those warning signs. Realign yourself with what God really wants you to experience love. His love. There's no greater love than that of God. And when you can be equally yoked in relationship with people who share that same love, you're going to have amazing friendships. You're going to have amazing relationships. Let us pray. Father, we come before you today. We lift up you and we give you praise for what you have to teach us about your love and how that you're such a, a loving God. You're so patient and you never fail us. That, God, you're a love that perseveres through all the trials and tribulations that we face in this world when we can put you at our cornerstone. But maybe you're here this morning and this is all new concept of I thought I knew what love is but now you're kind of getting a glimpse of what love really is well what better way than on Valentine's weekend to experience God's love firsthand not accepting Cupid's love arrow but accepting God in relationship through his son Jesus Christ you can have that relationship and you can experience his love by just simply praying these words that, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know I've messed up. I've made mistakes. I may, maybe that I am self-centered. Maybe I'm not really what love is, but I want to be forgiven for that. And you just pray, Father, I, I believe your son, Jesus Christ, died on the cross and that he's forgiven me of my sins. And I want him to be my savior, my Lord. And when you've done that, you pray that in your heart, with all of your being and believe it, then you're beginning to experience what love really is. Maybe you've experienced that love and you've lost sight of what it is and you've started to place things of compromise in your relationships and in that path because you, you get it's so easy for us to fall into the trap of chemistry and attraction and, and, and physical things. And you just lay it down at the cross, the feet of Christ and say, forgive me of these things and reestablish the cornerstone in your relationships. 
So Lord, for those people that are here that are facing those things, they have to, to maybe reevaluate their relationships with people, that you'd give them the strength and the wisdom to do that this week. That they'd have the courage to stand up for realizing where love really comes from, and that's from you, and what love really is, and that's the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, on the cross for us. We thank you for what you're doing in the lives of the people here and what you did this weekend, Lord. We thank you for our online uh, church and for those that were watching in India this morning and all around the world, and those that are sitting in the cafe. We give you all the praise and all the glory for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. And maybe you've stepped into that relationship or you have more questions about that relationship with Jesus. Well, Bobby will be up front here to talk with you more about that. He'll give you a bracelet if you wanted to you enter into that relationship with him. Walk away this week learning and, ex and, and expressing love in its truest form with your family, your friends, and your coworkers. God bless. Have a good week.